welcome to another episode of Cosmic Conduits. Today, we'll be discussing polarity, perspective, and pessimism. It's a very fitting time to have this kind of conversation because if you're in Australia or you know what's happening in Australia, you'll know that we're in our second military-grade lockdown. And you'll know that things are rough here. Everyone's stuck at home. And as the rest of the world has been through, uh, it's, it's come up in a way this time where shit's really hit the fan and it's splattered all over the walls and there's no cleaners on site and all the cleaners are also in lockdown. So we're having to clean this mess up ourselves <laughs> and it's just getting a bit nasty. Nobody's cleaning. Everyone's just scraping shit off the walls and throwing it at each other. Yeah. And this is the problem. <laughs> Literally the definition of shit show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so you said this is our second military grade lockdown, but this is actually our first military grade lockdown. Um at least in Sydney. It's our second lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has been really, really heavy. And um, as a result of that, people are riled up and, and people are really pinned against each other. And there's this rift in society that is getting wider apart. Um, and I believe that people are feeling as if they are forced to take a side mm. and to assert which side they're on. And then and to fight, fight yeah, to yeah. fight against the side that they're not on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I want to really present to everyone listening to right to this right now is um, the third side is to not have to pick a side. You don't actually have to sit on one side or the other. You don't have to feel like there is an enemy here. You don't need to feel like that there are, there are people that are not aligned with you, that there are people that are against you and that you are against. And we hope to um, create some clarity surrounding that middle ground, which is mm. very much where Jesse and I sit, which is why I think we can have this conversation today and why we want to have it now. Um, because hopefully those of you who, who are starting to feel pulled to one side or the other, we can grab you and just bring you back to the center and ground you there ground you and if you want to pick a side at least you'll have a, a perspective um of every single option because uh one thing i've noticed is the lack of grounding right now people are stuck at home and people you know might be struggling for food money i know sole traders uh, people who are contractors and stuff they don't have any form of support from the government so that's been rough as well and I've just seen people who I care about very dearly suffering and then and as a result, you know, not having social interaction. And then as a result, taking that to the Internet and taking that 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 hurt and that suffering and, and just putting it onto people looking for a finger to point out, looking for a place to cast the blame so that they can feel like they're correct. Yeah. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that um, a little bit later in the episode. But I just wanted to say people are really on the edge right now. Mm. And we literally ran into someone earlier today yeah. um, that in a really, you know, kind of passing manner expressed to us that they were really struggling. Like yeah. they were really, really struggling yeah, and they were ready rough. to tell the cops to F right off because they just needed to sit down and be in nature and have a day for themselves um, for their mental health. And so, so we get it, you know, we, this, this, yeah. we get how um, high the stakes are right now and how easy it is to, um, to lose yourself. Yeah. It's so sad, though. It really breaks my heart to, to really open up and consider like the amount that people are suffering, the amount that uh, people are blaming, and the amount of 
nurturing people need that they're not receiving yeah it's from one perspective it's so heartbreaking and then from the other perspective you know people would say it's so necessary so it's so hard to pick a side and that's why i found myself kind of dead center saying well actually i think you're right but actually i also think that you're right and being able to understand everyone's perspective and not demonizing people who disagree with you because i found that when you demonize somebody in particular it just disrupts your own inner peace yeah and and no matter what your perspective right now everyone is suffering here you know we're all really deeply affected no matter how privileged someone else's situation may seem this is still a very unusual circumstance for Mm. them to be in and it may look like they have everything that they need to be okay still you know, but the, you don't know the, what they're going through inside. Yeah, the rug's been swept out from under all of our feet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So here's the thing about being on one side or the other right now, okay? And I'm not saying... You know what I'm talking about when I say two sides. I don't need to specify, you know? Maybe specify a little bit just for people who might not be in Australia or understand what you mean by two sides. Yeah, I mean, I know that this is a global issue right now, but I'm talking, let's say, anti-vax versus pro-vax. Or I believe in the virus versus I don't believe in the virus. I'm pro-lockdown, I'm anti-lockdown. This type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... If you get pulled to one of these sides, there's there's two points I want to make here. If you get pulled to one of these sides, first and foremost, you're too far away from the other side to demonstrate compassion and understanding. So you're so far away from their narratives, their motives, their core beliefs, and the second point is you're annihilated by your own side and all the people who are on your side and all the stimulation surrounding you that is reinforcing the way that you think like, yeah, we're right and they're wrong. Right. So that's all you're hearing. We are right and they are wrong. And you're getting further and further away from this other side of human beings who all have a reason for thinking the way that they do. Mm -hmm. And the same thing is happening to them on their side. They're being annihilated by viewpoints that affirm their own and they're looking at you like you're the idiot and like yeah. you're the crazy person <laughs> yeah and this is something that me and jesse have been kind of laughing about in a ner- like nervous laughter type of thing where where because you know we know a lot of different types of people with a lot of different types of viewpoints and they're all coming at us like yeah how about those idiots yeah. and we're just like oh yeah you know and then the <laughs> other side comes out they're like how about those idiots we're just like oh <laughs> so right and it's like you're seeing each other in exactly the same light. Mm. You know, you think that you know so much more than they do and they're a little bit dumb and they're a little bit led astray Mm. and they think the exact same thing about you. And here's the doozy. You both have equally valid reasons for thinking that way. Yeah. None of us are going to sit here and say, hey, actually this side's right or actually that side's right. We don't know what the fuck right is. I mean, they both have very valid points. There are very yes. valid points on yes. both sides. And there are also points of ignorance on both sides. Mm-hmm. And this is the beauty of, you know, sitting at dead center is the position of clarity. It's the position of true nonviolent power, which to me is liberation. Mm. And I feel liberated from having to pick a side and I can sit here and support both sides. And I can see both the truth and the detriment to both both sides of this story and it's fascinating it is so fascinating i find that if everyone agreed on this kind of thing it wouldn't be interesting 
to be alive right now. Imagine if there was one opinion towards everything. It's the world would not be a colorful, rich, creative, just vastly differentiating place. So these opposites are so necessary. Well, they are actually fundamentally necessary. If there was no opposites, there would be no manifestation. There would mm. be no, and by manifestation, I mean nothing would be real. Nothing would be manifest in this physical world yes, because yes. We, we need up to understand down. It, yeah. It's just the way things are. If there's one side, there's going to be the other side because if there wasn't the other side, there wouldn't be that side. That's it. If there wasn't fire, we couldn't make technology. We couldn't make food. You know, uh, we have the water to show us the polarity there. So it's very interesting how polarity is such a huge concept in nature. It's it's a fundamental. It absolutely is. And look, can we unpack that a little bit more? Like just if that was a little bit too esoteric for you, like just really think about it. Um, you know, if there wasn't day, we wouldn't understand the night. Mm-hmm. If there wasn't up, we wouldn't understand the down. Like because the up implies the down the the down implies the existence of the opposite does that make sense it makes absolute sense and um one of my favorite things that ralph uh waldo emerson says is that polarity um or action and reaction meet in every part of nature i think this is a really interesting way to sort of summarize the idea of left versus right or up versus down or, or any sort of um battle between two opposites is just understanding that it's the it's all the same thing yeah it really is when you go to a, a, a thermostat and you're trying to adjust the temperature of your house you raise it up and it gets hotter you raise it down and it gets colder right but really the thermostat is one thing it is the temperature that's what it is right so there are just different degrees of variation and that's something I learned from uh, one of the books I was reading a while ago and it was really interesting to just sit there and ponder the idea of polarity there's so much to unpack when you really try and understand the 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 principle of polarity and see how it applies to every single waking second of your life so much so that my band actually wrote a song about it it's called polarity by it's nova mean. inceptor check it out check it out yeah sneaky marketing gotta chuck it in there <laughs> you have to you have to <laughs> but um you know the the concept of polarity and these degrees of separation between thing and opposite thing is a fundamental law of the third dimension of this, you know, this universe that we are living in. We abide by a certain, certain laws of physics that we are held together by. And, and so everything has to have its equal and opposite. Every, mm-hmm. every reaction has its equal and opposite. Every action has its op- equal and opposite reaction. That is just one of the cosmic laws of our universe. Okay. Yep. And the reason that we're trying to drill this home so hard is because if you understand that to be truth, right, it's, it's one of the relative theories of the universe, then you need to be able to apply that to society and see that society is held together by one side and the other. It is the cosmic scales, man. Like they are balancing (laughs) each other out. And so for you to get pissed off that there are people who are opposing your point of view means that you are caught up. Mm. You're really caught up and you're not understanding. Like, yo, of course there's somebody who doesn't understand your point of view, man. Mm. Otherwise, you wouldn't have your point of view. It's your point of view for a reason, yeah. Caught up in self-righteousness. Caught up in the need to sort of validate their own emotions or, or beliefs or caught up in or in like longing to belong 
to a part of something, to feel like something greater. That has been so far removed from human beings uh, in modern um, countries. It's been so far removed as a result of just, you know, you have your house, right? Or you have your apartment and that's your space. And commu community-based living is sort of how we were raised as a species. And that void that that left when we all decided to say, you know, this is my uh, 400 square foot property and this is me. This is where I live. We decided to separate into sort of this is my space. That's your space out there. The, the me versus them. And, you know, I have my locked door and you can't come inside. That is the, 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 that left a void in, in, I believe, in the consciousness. And we try and feel that by trying to belong to something deeply. Like, I'm a vegan and I hate all meat eaters or whatever, whatever it is. Whatever you tell yourself, you are that thing that you believe. You become you're putting it. up your fence. You're yeah. putting up more fences in your backyard. And, and you're just only inviting in the people who think exactly like you. That doesn't make for a healthy growing environment as well. If you're trying to grow and develop wisdom and understand every single perspective on this planet, if you put your fence up like that, well, you're letting, you're letting out people who might have valuable things to teach you. Yeah. And only an idiot thinks they know everything. Yeah. Yeah. So true. <laughs> so true. And look, the, the further, the further along we get in this manifestation of reality that we're currently living in, the more polarity is going to exist. Mm -hmm. The more these poles will get further and further away from each other because we keep creating new things, fresh things, fresh representations of where we are at at this point in time. And as soon as that thing is created, as soon as that thing comes into form, its opposite exists somewhere in the world. And you just need yeah. to understand that as soon as you put an opinion out into the world, somebody will vehemently attest that opinion because yep. that's the nature of existence. Mm. And didn't that happen to some of the biggest revolutionary people of our time? They were violently opposed. Even the word blasphemy came from that, right? And and it's funny that you mentioned, you know, like these these scientists, like when when it was globally recognized or at least societally recognized that the earth is flat. And mm. then whichever scientist it was came out and said, yo, the earth is actually a globe. And he was condemned. People were disgusted. Yeah. Even look at this freaking idiot yeah, who thinks the world yeah. is round um because the masses believed that the earth was flat even mm. though this dude had evidence that the earth was globular yeah and it took a while for people to come around to that point of view and then they all felt like idiots for you know condemning him but the, the issue was not that they didn't believe him or that they believed that the earth was flat the issue was that they were I was gonna, I was gonna use a cuss. I'm trying not to swear as much. The the, the issue was <laughs> that they it. were rude to him. They were mean to him. They were, you know, they were naughty. Yeah, they were cunts. <laughs> they all needed a big smack. Yeah, that's what I was trying. To <laughs> oh, God, um, but you know, it, it's okay to not believe somebody and to not share their point of view, but to not even try to understand and to and to to condemn that point of view is really what we're trying to get at here. Yeah. This is where things are starting to get ugly and vicious and dangerous. Dangerous. And how many times did you walk around the street and then you found people with banners saying, God is coming, you're all going to hell or stuff like that. Uh, the Westboro Baptist Church saying whatever they were saying with their signs. How many times did you look at those signs and go, oh, that's a really good point. I should think about that more. Well, you don't because it never actually yeah. works. So what actually happens is when you log onto Facebook, people are just putting up those signs yeah. and tr and even, even trying to condemn the other side, trying to put up the signs that say everyone 
hate this person. Yes. And, and they're then, trying to shove shit down your throats. Exactly. Which is what exactly really what I'm trying to gets get up. to me. Yeah. Uh, thank you for saying that. Cause yeah. I've kind of forgot it, but you brought it back. Yeah. That doesn't work. You can't shove your beliefs down people's, thro- yeah. people's throats. That didn't work for most of the youth I know growing up, right? Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. So why would it work now? Why are we going back to this technique that we, <laughs> we know doesn't work to yeah. try and prove a point that we can't actually prove because opposition is necessary? Yeah. And, and, you know, some people may say like, no, I'm sharing my truth. I'm trying to educate people. I'm trying to blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm not being violent about it. But the thing is, there is this need inside of you. There is this part of you. Where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? And this is where we want you to start digging deeper, because this is why I say that to, to sit at center and to... To, to hold both sides really is the non-violent, powerful center because I'm not trying to shove anything down anyone's throats. And, and people aren't shoving down yours if you're just sitting there listening to them either. And it's yeah. a really beautiful, yeah. liberating place to be. But look, what I personally have observed in society right now is this war between the rebels and the intellects, okay? Mm, and and you might, you know, I might label what, what side somebody is on and they might... um choose the opposite label. I might call you a rebel. You might call yourself an intellect. But either way, people either think they're rebels or intellects. They usually think they're both. Um, so just just clarify for a second here. The intellects are generally the people who are saying, get vaccinated, don't be stupid, stay at home. Yeah. And the rebels are like getting getting on the streets and protesting. And yes. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yes. That's kind of okay. And cool. this is a generalization I understand. I understand, but I think it's a pretty worthy generalization, right? Yeah. The yeah. people agreeing with the Obviously, vaccinations and the lockdowns think they're on the side of science, which is, you know, science is logical, right? Intellectual, yeah. Intellectual. And then, and then the rebels are the ones who are anti-establishment. I'm not going to just be compliant here. I want to think for myself, right? Yes. I'm, I'm a rebel. Yes. Okay, um, I hear that. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Um, I don't think that you're an intellect or a rebel if you're sitting on one side or the other i don't care which side it is if you're on the, if you're on the rebellious side or on the intellectual side i don't think that the rebels can be intellects i don't think that the intellectuals can be rebellious i don't think that the intellects are intellectual and i don't think that the, <laughs> the rebels are rebellious and here's why <laughs> here's why um you know the the rebels who were on the side of rebellion you're picking a side and you're complying with those others who share the same point of view as you, right? So mm. there's there's your compliance, right? Like, so how are you anti-establishment? How are you how are you going against the cause when you have a community of people who are the people, yeah, yeah who are yeah, like yeah, yeah, kissing yeah, your that. ass and reinforcing your point of view? I hear that. And then the intellectuals will completely disregard what any of the rebels say. They'll completely disregard it. They don't care if if you come at the intellect with scientific articles that you've gone away and sourced yourself. They don't want to hear it because they've got a different article for you, yeah. and so they are not. Thinking critically and critical thinking is a pillar of logic and of intellect. Mm. And so you are refusing to think critically, not only about the other people's point of view, but about the the factors that have led them to be thinking the way that they're thinking. Why are they thinking this way? Does it come from trauma? Does it come from a, you know, whatever it is, does it come from a deeper need to be free that you are stifling within yourself? Like you are not reflecting more deeply on this process. That ain't intellectual, my friend. And I agree there. I think, I think knowing where it comes from is what you were saying before. Very important point. Yeah. And, um, and then again, with the rebellion, the rebels, you know, like you don't have to be against the intellect so you can understand why they're being so intellectual, what they're hiding behind or what they're believing in, you know, but, but this is why I'm saying like neither one of these sides are intellectual or rebellious because I believe that the true rebel is the true intellect. And I believe that the true intellectual is the true rebel, right? And the intellectual rebel sits at the center because they are rebelling by being on their own side. I refuse to take anybody's side 
but my own. I am only aligned with myself, my values, my way. Mm. That is rebellious. And then they understand all points of view, which is intellectual. They understand where everybody is coming from and why. When you talk to somebody who is being rude, you understand that comes from their trauma. When you talk to somebody who is informed and anti-vax, you understand that they've done their research and they are choosing to be liberated here because they've been they've felt oppressed their whole lives. But mm-hmm. that's that's smart, man. And that's rebellious. I hear that. That's a really interesting analogy. I really like that. The way I see it as well is that, as you said before, it takes a certain kind of uh, intellectual to to sit there and have critical thinking and self-reflect, right? Now, people who are very fact-based and logical and, and, and pretty much see the world as black and white with little gray area, uh, they... They don't really self-reflect. They just hear a fact and they go, that's fact, and they add it to their database of facts and they turn that into knowledge. And then they, if they want, they share it, right? But I think a true intellectual, someone who's aware of where they're speaking from, where are they communicating from? This is what you said before. And I think this is a really important point to open up again is because a true intellectual will value their own peace of mind above all else, which again solidifies the idea of also being a rebel, right? Because you're going against, you're going for what you want, which is I want peace. I don't want to fight people. I know I can't change people. That There's, there's no point trying. But a true intellectual is also aware that what they're seeing outside of themselves is a manifestation of what's happening inside their head. Now, that might be a bit of an esoteric, you know, curveball, but really this is an ancient principle as old as the idea of what goes around comes around. Everyone knows that. There's a Justin Timberlake song <laughs> where he he sort of he sort of um brilliantly demonstrates that idea. In, a, in the form of a relationship. And yeah, it's just the oldest lesson in the book. Everyone should know that. Everyone does know that. And so the lesson that we're saying when we're talking about people um, observing what's outside of themselves as a manifestation of what's happening in their mind, the lesson is as above, so below. It's, I mean, so many things that you said there incited so many different points within myself. Um, I, I totally agree with you that the true intellectual seeks clarity and peace of mind. And I think that the true rebel does the same because I would say some of the biggest rebels of all time, um, I'd say Gandhi. Gandhi. Oh, I'd say if Ram Dass. Not, if Ram Dass is special. Oh, yeah. man, these are legends. Rebels, intellect. But leaders at the same time. Leaders. Teachers. Peaceful. Peaceful. Cheeky. Che- <laughs> playful. Yeah. Never on anyone's side, mm-hmm. but fighting For all the same. For what they believe in. Yeah. Without hating anyone. Without being violent Without towards being... anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's a really interesting point because uh, the, the, when you talk about opposition, you talk about us versus them. And there was a Pink Floyd. I can't remember if can't remember if it's if it's an album or a track, but it was called "Us Vs Them." And when I heard that when I was in my early teens, I, I got thinking about what it means to to sort of include people into your sort of idea and then demonize the other side. And and it's it's a verse. It's a conflict, right? So that idea is just again all pervasive in nature and really interesting to ponder and where it's coming from. Again, important thing to think about as well. Yeah, and, and, and another another um, thought process that popped up when you were saying that, it really does come back to yourself and realizing, um, w- what did you say that um, what you see on the outside is? What you see outside of you is a manifestation of what's happening inside your own mind. Absolutely. And so here, um, I would like to make a very clear-cut segue from our conversation about polarity. Do you have to use the word segue, though? To our conversation about perspective, um, I've just segued. The segue is complete. Now I'm talking about perspective. So I would say, <laughs> I would say that everything that's happening right now is a 
representation for greater themes that exist. And I say that generally because it's so general and it's so intricate and nuanced, right? Everything that's happening on the outside right now is a metaphor for what's what exists within ourselves, within our psyches, within our, our ways of thinking, within our ways of feeling, um, within our society and the way it's constructed, uh, constructed, the way it's structured and constructed, it's all coming through now. And, um, and, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, but, but right now this current period of time is an outlet for people yeah yeah? like this is an excuse for them to let loose and all of this pent-up rage and all of this um divisiveness and all of this egoism and all of this self-righteousness this is an excuse to throw it at somebody because there's so many easy targets and when everybody around you is riled up and angry it's like marching in these protests right now like the sense of solidarity you feel like yeah everybody's releasing everyone's fighting for the cause let's fucking fight you know Mm. and you let it out and it's but it's like it's um you know it's not contained it's not mm. held it's not intelligent it's not um aligned with the best part of yourself you're you're letting yourself go by indulging in this kind of behavior i hear that it seems like i said before like that that kind of act would feed the uh need for community that exists through all of consciousness the need for connection, the need to feel like people see you and understand you and can see things through your eyes as well, because that inherently is longing for love. And God knows everybody, everything, I believe, happens out of a lack of love or out of love itself. And here's the thing. I guess that's the reason people try to pick a side and find their people. Yeah. But in picking a side, you've picked the 50%. You've disregarded the other 50%. If you pick dead center, man, 100% of people are your people. That's right. Look and, at that community. And therefore, you don't actually manifest situations where you see people as dumb or you see people as idiotic or you see people as hateful, if that's a word. Uh, you, you tend to see everything, the whole spectrum, and just sit back and understand it and appreciate it. As I've used those words in a few, a few, few, few other episodes of ours, uh, because that's the perspective of unity and love, and that's the perspective of hey, if I was raised, and 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 and, I, and I, if I was in that guy's body, or that girl's body, if I was thinking like them, or if I went through what they went through in their childhood, I would be doing exactly what they were doing. Yeah, and you can look at every single person like that right now, man. Yeah. And so, what I want to say about perspective is your perspective of your world is entirely shaped by your values. And what lives inside of you paints your world. So, if you've got a lot of hatred and negativity built up inside of you, if you are not happy with where you're at in your life, what you're doing, if you are not on path, on purpose, if you are holding grudges, um, and, and you are holding that within yourself, then what you're going to see on the outside is people acting shady, people acting mean, yeah, people throwing yeah. shit in your face and you throw it back. You know, you're going to see anger. You're going to see volatility because that's what lives inside of you. That's what exists on the outside. Yeah. And as somebody who, who, you know, has really worked through a lot of anger within myself because I am quite a passionate, feisty, fiery person, I've been... I've got to commend myself at how centered I've been through this whole thing. And it's been such an honor because I've realized that I don't value myself as a feisty bitch. I I value myself as somebody who is 
an intellectual rebel, as somebody who's peaceful, as somebody who's aligned with their highest self and is on that path and nobody else's path. And and by really holding that within myself, I haven't feel called to fight and I haven't been pissed off by other people. I haven't had negative interactions. And I'd like to say the harmony that I'm experiencing right now is shaped by my values, which is I'm doing me, man. I'm doing me and it feels good. Wait, are you saying that you value peace and harmony more than hate and fighting with people and calling out people? 100%. Well, you know what? You are an absolute genius. <laughs> <laughs> because that is the absolute best way to be. Do you want to experience harmony or do you want to experience rage, anger, anger and um, disappointment towards people? What, what would you, if you could choose... Yeah. Isn't there an obvious answer? Yeah. Wouldn't and you it, rather be like, like, uh, wouldn't you, wouldn't you not want to be along for a ride and be aware and be able to choose this kind of thing? Yeah. And, and it really like you, you, we can put a big fat full stop on that because that is really where it could end. That's it. Full stop. As soon as you see the keyboard warrior coming at you, you say, have a nice day. Goodbye. There you go. That's it. You've That's just it. saved yourself from hours of thinking about this one person that you apparently hate so much because they're so dumb, but you're pouring all of this energy, investing all this time and attention towards them. Um, and you're just getting caught up, man. Yeah. Like, don't and get caught up. As a reminder, we did discuss the idea of getting caught up and the idea of self-righteousness in a previous episode, yeah. episode four. It was titled Judgment and Security, Expectation and Self-Righteousness. And... If I'm to reiterate it in five words, it's self-righteousness is a trap. Yeah. It absolutely is. When you think you're right and someone else is wrong, that's a trap. And that is just, yeah. I encourage you, you know, if you dispute that in any way or if you think you're not self-righteous or something, go listen to that episode because I talk a lot in that episode about how I was thinking that I'm top shit and I'm not self-righteous and blah, blah, blah. But like, I realized that I, we, we all embody all of these qualities within ourselves. And so if you're one of those people that that's sitting there thinking, oh yeah, all those self-righteous people, like, man, you got to look at yourself. You're probably being self-righteous too. I do it all the time. You yeah, know, I catch but, myself to this day. Yeah. Constantly, to this yeah. day. But the thing is, that's why we're asking you to really dig deep in your self-reflection now more than ever. Yeah. Ignore what's happening around you. Ignore the people around you. Ignore what the government's throwing at you. Ignore the lockdowns and keep looking at yourself right now because yes. what you will find within yourself is more important than anything that's happening on the outside and it'll guide you through it all. It totally will. Yeah. I, I um, remember uh, a quote that Wayne Dyer said in one of his uh, books or lectures. He said that when you squeeze an orange, you get what's inside. You get orange juice, right? And when you squeeze a human, you get what's inside. So when people are under pressure, you see what they've been burying all this time. And as you were saying before, this is the perfect outlet to let yes. it out. <laughs> but yeah. also, as you said just now, it's very important to think critically. And maybe when you have a thought before you say it, just sit there for a second and be like, hang on a sec. Why do I want to say this? Yeah. What am I trying to prove? Yeah. What will this accomplish? Am I going to change this person's mind? Am I, am I, that's a big yeah. one to ask. Am I going to change this person's mind? Yeah. Or do I need to change this person's mind? Or even better, why do I need to try and change this person's yeah. mind? Where is that coming from? Yeah. And then just sit there and, I mean, again, this is all in the self-righteousness episode. Yeah. But just sit there and reflect on those kinds of things. Yeah. So that's how you can self-reflect on your perspective at this current point in time. But again, segueing to move it on to pessimism. 
Um, what are we know, doing now? What are, what are we doing? We're segueing oh, from um, perspective to pessimism, which is the third theme of today's episode. Moving out of But we want to keep it subtle. We want to keep it flowing. We, wanna, so we, want, so, we yeah. want people to know that we're actually moving from one topic to another. No, we want to make it natural. So, so shouldn't that's we why stay I'm, away from words that actually make that really obvious? No, no, no. This is a natural progression from our conversation about perspective <laughs> into our perspective. <laughs> I mean, conversation about pessimism. So Take it away. Um, <laughs> Um, so look, there's a lot that we have to say about this pessimism thing, but, but what I (laughs) I want to throw at you guys is the optimist sees that all the problems in their lives come from themselves. Whereas the pessimist sees all the problems in their lives as coming from their world. And let me unpack that for you. The optimist thinks all problems comes from themselves because they realize there's something that can be done about it. If you're the problem, easy. Self-reflect. Change yourself. Make yourself better. You can fix it. You can fix it. It's completely in your control. It's completely in your hands. Yeah, it's hard to be in that place where you realize, oh my God, I am everything that's wrong with the world. Yeah. (laughs) You know? But believe it or not, that's an optimistic standpoint because you have the power to change. There's so much hope there. You are growing and changing. Your physiology every seven years is completely fresh, completely new, you know? Mm. Um, So if you're a really shitty person, give it seven years and you could be amazing, you know? Or you could be Hitler. (laughs) We'll see. But, But the pessimist says, no, I'm good and everything bad in my life comes from the world. And here's the thing about that being the pessimistic point of view is there's nothing you can do about it if it comes from your world man scream at the world all you want Mm. there's nothing you can do about it and and you know that viewpoint when the world is bad the world is what's wrong with the world that leads to all of this blame and this nastiness that's coming through right now that jesse and i have been seeing coming from too many people too close to us as well and um i just really want all of you people who are being nasty to start to flip the switch in your brain from thinking the problem is the world to maybe the problem is me. If you are seeing a problem right now, that must be coming from you, man, because I ain't seeing no problems where I'm sitting. The world's exactly as it needs to be. Mm, I hear that. And what does that say about the as above and so below principle? Because if you're only seeing problems, well, it means that inside you is many problems. That's it. And this is, again, one of the oldest lessons of time. And or from time, and it's definitely something worth considering if you're uh, out there blaming and pointing fingers and ridiculing and humiliating people who disagree with you. Yeah, and let's get specific here. We're talking about the public humiliation. We're talking about these DM conversations that you're having that you go ahead and you then post on your profiles for people to see so you can be like, look at this idiot that I was conversating with and everyone's like, yeah, what an idiot. You told them, you go get it. Or it's, I mean, I've been seeing so There's much so of that. so much of that There's right so now. There's so many examples of yeah, that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, whenever I see one of those posts and I'm seeing them from the anti-vaxxers, I'm seeing them from the pro-vaxxers, I'm seeing them from the anti, I'm seeing them from the pro. And every time I see one of those posts, I don't ever see anything except for validation validation yeah look at me validate me that is an idiot validate my opinion of them that's all i'm seeing and when i see those posts pop up in my feed i don't give a shit what side you're on and what side you're trying to convince me to be on all i'm seeing is wow this person has no capacity to self-reflect this person has no self-control this person is extremely self-righteous they think that they know more than everybody else and that is ugh yeah ugly 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 it's true i i I found that at certain times of the week i've been limiting 
how much I would check social media because of what I may or may not see. And it's not that I don't want to see it or I'm scared of seeing it or I'm scared of interacting. It's more that it disrupts my own peace. And if I'm sitting here feeling peace and there's something that I can press and sometimes it makes me feel unpeaceful and sometimes I just, it passes me by. If I'm feeling vulnerable, well, guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to open Facebook or Instagram. I'm not going to check out people's posts or stories. Uh, Instead, I will go and look at the things that I want to see on Instagram, like musicians doing good things, inspiring people uh, or comedians or motivators or entrepreneurs and stuff like that. I'll go and look at those people independently or individually. And that way I can bypass as my close friend so eloquently put it, the chamber of opinion that is the social media platforms, especially uh, close to these controversial times. This is what I said to Jesse the other day talking about social media. I was like, do you give a shit about what other people think? Do you give a shit about other people's opinions? Like just in general, their opinions, but opinions towards what? Opinions towards anything. Do you care? It's like, "Mm," as a general rule, no. I don't care what other people's opinions are. Then why do you sit so obsessively, I'm not talking to Jesse, but I'm talking in general, like why would you then sit on social media and scroll through and just be annihilated by people's opinions? Like, yo, yeah. like why do you care about that, you know? And um, and then I really think that people right now who are going out and they're they're engaging with all of these these narratives and they're, they're picking and they're pointing and they're throwing and they're fighting, um, I think they're looking for a fight. I think, I think it's the equivalent of a, you know, tough guy going out on the street and looking for a fight and just like eyeing people until they give him a weird look and they're like, what did you look at me? What are you looking at? It's it's exact. I come from the West, man. I've seen a lot of that shit. I can see this behavior from a mile away. So you sitting there on Instagram being all like, mm, I, I'm informed and then throwing it back at people in that way. You're the same as the lad on the street. Yeah. that I see in Liverpool Westfields all the time, you know? Yeah, you're that yeah, yeah. same dude. You're acting like bratty children and your entitlement is showing. And your self-righteousness is showing again. Yeah. And just to open that one up for for one more time, it's one of those things where, okay, you're right. Or, you're, or maybe you think you're right. The idea is that you spend so much of your energy trying to be right, trying to prove people that you're right. And then what? Yeah. It feeds your ego. And then what? Okay, now you feel good. Oh, that's how, that's what makes you feel good when people think the same way as you. And, and again, as we said earlier, does it does it does it um, does it benefit the whole world in the, in the global scheme of things to, for everyone to have one opinion? Hmm. Does it? It really doesn't. Does no. it? So I love that game that I play with myself every now and then. It's the and then what? Yeah. And then what? And then what? And it, see how far you can take it yeah. until you get to the source, and then it's very introspective. Yeah. It really is. It's 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 really interesting. So, hey, like, s- stop using the current situation as your outlet. Stop using society right now as your punching bag because you're throwing punches towards hurt people. Yeah. And nobody needs that right now. No, and that's what, what it comes down to, what you said before. Values. What are your values? Is your values being right or being happy? Yeah. And I've mentioned this in the Self-Righteous episode. Again, this obviously keeps coming up, but it's the idea that sometimes you know you're right so much. And if only they could understand that you were just so right and they were just so wrong. But you realize that's a trap because it doesn't lead to you being free on the inside and feeling happy with yourself and your life. It really doesn't. Yeah. And just really understand that, you know, no matter what side you're on, you may be right about this, this and that. But you're also wrong about a bunch of things too. And the other side is also just as right and just as wrong as you are about a whole bunch of different things, just depending on how you want to paint 
paint the perspective, what, what glasses you want to put on. You know, if you take a certain point of view, then that side's right and the other side is wrong. But if you flip your point of view and look at it a little bit differently, then actually they you know, they were wrong and the other side was right. Do you get what I'm saying? There are ways to look at this entire situation and see each and every person as being within their right and also being completely wrong. But the way that you can be most right and least wrong is just by, again, holding that within yourself, staying really, really true to yourself and not trying to shove shit down other people's throats. Like it's really hard to be wrong when you're acting in alignment with with that dead center. Even if you feel inclined to be more on one side than the other. Mm. And and that is the very reason why, you know, I, I'll take, I, I'm taking my advice from a very, very wise individual, um, Ronald McDonald, Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm playing both sides, so I always come out on top. That's where I'm at right now, man. You know, I'm, I'm in the center. I'm going to agree with both sides. Someone comes to me yelling about the other side. I'll say, yeah, cool. You're so right. What an idiot. The other side comes back to me yelling about that previous guy. I'll be like, yeah, cool. You're so right. Look, I'm not actually playing both sides. I don't want to come out on top. But what I'm trying to say is I actually truly do understand all perspectives. Thank goodness because I am removed from this argument. I'm on the sidelines. Mm. And as a result, I can support my brothers and sisters, my best friends on both sides of this argument and love them all the same and understand where they're coming from yes, without having exactly. to get pulled to their side and without having to then hate the opposite side. It's a beautiful exactly. place to be. It really is. It really is. And it just reminds me of something Ramdas has said. He says to trade your judgment for appreciation. Mm. and you just make that small swap yeah. and it will change your fucking life yeah. it will absolutely help you grow as a human being and it will help you appreciate things that are different it's a really important place to look at the really important uh, set of goggles to put on because it helps you feel unified and connected to everyone around you rather than everything or everyone is out against you mm. and look to to start to just wind things down a little bit and to get, you know, really esoteric with it just for a moment. Don't forget that this current global pandemic situation as it's playing out for each individual of the earth has been manifested by us for some reason in some way, shape or form. Every time I end up here, look, I don't want to be here, but I acknowledge that Every time I've asked for more time, every time I've asked for time to stand still, every time I've just wished that I could have more time to move or to whatever it is, you know, I have called for this period of time. And that is another reason to keep bringing it back to myself. Why am I here right now? And what can I do with this time? Yeah. When you keep coming back to that, you don't feel as helpless. You don't feel as lost. And I know that changing your point of view, changing your perspectives, adopting these different states of mind, especially when your mind can be as annihilating as, as mine has been in the past, you know, it can seem hard and it is everyday work. And I do check myself 17 times a day and I fail often. But this whole situation, this current military lockdown for me right now has been really beautiful because I have found my center and this has been another opportunity for me to see how my inner work has played out because I have not gotten caught up and I do not feel helpless. I do not feel afraid. I do not feel swayed. And um, it's a win for me. That is an absolute win. If you're maintaining your peace and your clarity through a situation where 90 something percent of people are just losing their shit, well, you've done some serious work and I commend you on that. Thank you. 
thanks for your help. <laughs> Always here to help. The other thing I was going to say that sort of, I guess, also uh, applies to what you just said is from the beginning when I noticed the pandemic, what it was doing to people, I was calling it a fear epidemic. That was before we knew what this thing was. It was just an epidemic of fear. And it got me thinking about how this whole thing has shown up as a means to make humanity reflect on the idea of fear. Fear of loss, fear of betrayal, fear of suffering, fear of pain, fear of... doesn't matter what the fear is of. It's still fear. And this is something you might... When you play that what-if game or and-then game, however I um, labeled it, when you play that game, you might find if you go deep enough and you really are honest with yourself, you might find there's fear of something at the bottom there. Yeah. Buried, barely alive, just kind of controlling you, but not really, not really able to move much, almost debilitatingly stuck to your insides. And that's what I said when, when I look at the core of all the problems in this world, a lot of them can be fixed by getting, getting accessing love and, and, and unity. And as I believe it was Wayne Dyer again, who says the opposite of love is not hate. Opposite of love is fear. Yeah. And, and that is brilliant. And look, for those of you who are somewhat versed in Hindu philosophy, we are in the age of Kali. We are in the age of, of um, destruction, of, of chaos. We are, yeah, we're stuck in this period of time where, look, our material universe is going to fall apart. It's only just the beginning, I'm telling you now, man, because this is bringing up the fear. It's, it's beautiful. It's bringing up the fear which resides in each and every one of us so that that fear can be alchemized, so that we can move towards a collective consciousness honoring that we all hold this darkness mm-hmm. within us. But let's stand in that together. Let's leave behind the way this makes us behave and let's choose something better knowing that we don't have to feed that. Yes, exactly. that yes, that is ruling this time that we are in right now, but it doesn't have to rule me. Exactly. And I am going to choose to make it better because unless we choose to make it better actively, it's only going to get worse. The choice element of that is so powerful. People don't realize how much of a powerful, how much of a powerful it, it, thing it is to actually choose something. And that's why when I said before, trade your judgment for appreciation. That is a choice. That is absolutely choosing. Choose to make it better. Choose to act better. Choose to understand more. Choose to appreciate more. Choose to see people in a holistic, loving perspective and and watch your world change. Watch. Just watch. Yeah, just oh my sit God. back and watch. That's something I've been <laughs> saying to myself. Wait and see. Yeah. Just, just wait and see. And it's been pretty good so far. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to another episode. See you next time.